what up what up what up what's good world welcome to another edition of toughest balls on this sunday october 20th 2019 it's going down today i'm kind of happy today a little overexcited because i got both my boys on today i got uh ceo says and i got the freaking puerto rican randy the fire stick guy i got both of them on today because we been we were off last week so we're gonna have a, a jam-packed episode today so i want to go ahead and bring my boys in what's up sis what's up puerto rican what's going on what is going i got the, the, the freaking puerto rican and ceo sis are on today's episode I'm glad you guys were able to uh uh, were available today so you know we got a few topics we're gonna get into uh let's get right into it i'm gonna start off a little different today says we're gonna start off with some uh college football and uh because i haven't talked about it yet and i want to talk about it some i haven't watched many games just a few and this year is sucking for me because fsu and uconn suck so uh, I, uh i'll let i'll let i'll let randy since he he's mr ohio state i'll let him go ahead and uh lead the way since the hurricanes suck and yeah we're gonna get in michigan uh they 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 lose to uh penn state i don't know what's gonna happen with uh hardball there so wisconsin how about that wisconsin loss with, that, was that was a big one that was a big one so so Randy, I'm gonna let you lead since your team whooped Northwestern. Was it 52 to seven this past Friday? As expected. As expected. Okay, yeah, it's Northwestern. You know, you you never know at Northwestern. They could probably you know come up with a big win here or there, but you know your team handled uh, business and yeah, man, go ahead and um, big up your team, man. Uh, I like just just for the record. Now I, I'm gonna say this, and and I've been saying it all along since day oh. one. The Ohio State Buckeyes are the best college team in football uh, right now. There's no, there's no team that's going to beat them. At the end, when it's all said and done, every and regardless of what kind of schedule they have, they're 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 doing what they're supposed to be doing. They covered the spread in almost every single game, or mm-hmm. just about every single game this year. We got the two big ones left. We're going to beat Wisconsin. That's not going to be a problem. And we're going to handle Penn State. We got them at home. We're going to handle Michigan like we always do. After that, we'll see you guys in the playoffs. That, that's just the bottom line. Ohio State has the best defensive player in college football in Chase Young. He's going to be the number one pick, and he's going to the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. The Dolphins could use him, but he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft coming up this this year. Um, and hands down, at the right now, Ohio State's the best college football team in, in college football. I would say that Ohio State potentially could be the best team in college football, but I'd say there's some guys down south in the Crimson Tide and the LSU Tigers that might have something to say about that. I think the playoffs this year are going to be a lot of fun, and I think the team that's going to be hoisting the trophy is going to be either the Buckeyes, the Tigers, or the Crimson Tide. Well, I'm glad you brought up the. Uh, I'm glad you brought up LSU, uh, Jay, because uh, their plays have been a little different. They always had wide receivers. We know they always had wide receivers, 
but they're yeah, actually OBJ, they're, Landry, yeah, Landry, that's a, that's yeah, the whole the whole flu of them. But we actually see them using their wide receivers now. Usually it was just a running game. Usually it's just a running game. We saw that with Leonard Fournette, but now you see the the wide receivers getting a lot. I don't know. This this could be a good year for uh for LSU. I don't know. You know LSU and of course the you know I I I can't stand them. The Crimson Tide, Roll Tide. Oh, I'm so sick of them. I'm so sick of them. Like really. I mean it's probably the same thing. LSU a big surprise. The reason why they're playing so well is Heisman hopeful quarterback Joe Burrow who has coming out of who came out of you know basically nowhere and has lit the world on fire. The guy might be the best college quarterback this year next to Tua, Jalen Hurts. I mean they're all fighting for that Heisman. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts look good, man. He looks like a like a baby Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers hybrid in college. I mean the guy is incredible. What's up? What's going on? What's going on in in Oklahoma? Like, how are they able to use these quarterbacks? Like, Jalen Hurts looks like a Heisman Trophy candidate right now. Like, what's what's up with Oklahoma? Go ahead, Jay. Well, Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts obviously had some issues in Alabama. He was fighting with Tua to get that top spot. I think uh, he's able to go to this Oklahoma offense. And Randy said it in the last week's episode. Oklahoma knows how to use their quarterbacks. That 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 offense makes anybody, any quarterback, look good. It's a kind of offense. It's a spread offense. And then and then you have usually Oklahoma has the top five offensive line in America in college football. So you want to see these guys when they get to the pros. Baker's having some trouble this year. You guys know I'm a huge Baker fan. You guys aren't. Um, you know Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's been he's he's been progressively getting better. But ultimately, I think. You're always going to look better in the Oklahoma offense than you are in the pros. The, the big leagues are a lot different. So Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's having a Heisman-type year, but I don't know if he could go to the pros and have success. It, it, it's all about the system, too, Jay. It, Oklahoma system is built, like we said, for, for quarterbacks. Any quarterback can go in there. You can take a, a top quarterback from high school, put him in that system, and that he'll, he'll be a Heisman Trophy uh, candidate. With, with the system that they have. Yep. Um, Notice by the last three quarterbacks that were in that system. Murray, Bakerfield, and now Hurst. I mean, yeah. those, those guys, are, are, it's, it's the system. You have a system implanted. Me, you, or Mark, like I told them, can be in that quarterback <laughs> that team, and we can be Heisman Trophy uh, uh, candidates if we're in that system. Yeah, I mean, the great, the great Tim Washington out of our hometown, if he would have went into that Oklahoma system, he would have continued to do there what he did at Bristol Central. Now, I, I haven't been I haven't been watching much Oklahoma football. Now, is Jalen Hurts, is he slinging the ball? I've I seen a few plays. I've seen him slinging the ball. Is he getting the ball in those tight windows? He's doing everything. He's doing everything. Wow. He's doing everything. But I think guys like him and Tua, they, they do a lot of screen passes. They do a lot of slants. Stuff that in the NFL would get intercepted or just blown up to be behind the line of scrimmage. I want to see guys like I like a quarterback like a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert. Guys throw the ball way down the field into tight windows. That's what I want to see. Now, two has been doing it all too, but I want to see him do it against uh, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, um, you know, Stephon Gilmore. I want to see I want to see him do it against cornerbacks of that caliber in the pros. Uh, definitely. Yeah, they, they, he, he looks good, man. I don't know why, uh, the Crimson Tide 
you know, couldn't, couldn't do the same with him. But he, he, like you said, Randy, it's the system. But I still think you got to have some skill to be able to throw that ball. And he, as you can see, he can run the ball. I mean, he, he he's, he's a full package. So you still got to be good, you know, as a, a leader. So I, I got to give Jalen Hurts that uh, credit. Moving on, man, I got to bring up Michigan, man. What, what what is going on with Michigan? They they I don't know is 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 Harbaugh out this year? If they don't win, they they're not they're not going anywhere this year. Is, is he is he out this year? I don't know if they'll fire him because he's so ingrained in that program. But it is not what they thought it was going to be. They thought that he'd have them a national championship in his first three seasons, and they're going they're going backwards, not forwards. It's ugly. And he came he came over there from the NFL. You know, he got, he got the 49ers to a Super to Bowl, a Super Bowl. You know, in 2012. And now he, you know, he's just not he's just not doing it. The, the, the magic is worn off, and that that program is in in, in, uh, in trouble. They're in trouble right now. That that and, loss. And after that, I do believe he was hired for one thing and one thing only, and that was to beat Ohio State. The story. I was tired of getting beat by Ohio State, and if he doesn't beat Ohio State this year. He ain't beat. He he can't he can't beat. He he can't listen. He can't beat. He can't beat Penn State. So he's not beating Ohio State. Like that is not happening. <laughs> like bro, like that's not happening. Like you got it. Even though listen, even though I would not want to play it. Did you did you see that crowd last night? Did you see that crowd? I don't want to play. I would not want to play there. I wouldn't want to play there. That place is Brandy, crazy. I believe, Brandy, I believe, and no, Marcus, you might know, Mark, you might know this as well. That it might be the, the big house might be the, the house the most people in any stadium in America. Uh, it's gotta be a hundred thousand. Gotta be a hundred thousand plus. Oh I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous. I mean, can, they were. Can you imagine playing in front of a hundred six thousand? Oh my! Oh my God! No. You'll be jacked up, but you, your, your nerves can control you. Your nerves can get a hold of you, and you can mess up big time with that that much energy. Did you see those kids? They just nonstop jumping and noises. Non, I'm like, I don't know how any opponent goes in there and win, but of course they need the talent to uh, be able to uh, win those games. But I was just looking at it last night, like I wouldn't want to play there. Nah, I'm well, good. As, as Randy, as Randy, the fire stick guy knows, going to Michigan used to be um, there was a uh, there was a magic to it. It was like going to Notre Dame. Char the great Charles Woodson, one of the greatest corners of all time, a great Raider. Um, he went to he was he was a Heisman Wolverine, and uh, you know it just doesn't have that kind of magic it used to have of being being a Michigan Wolverine. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it, that, it, that, but it's tough. It's tough when you when you're trying to recruit uh, uh, players uh, to in the Big Ten, like to go against Penn State, to go against Ohio State, to go against the Wisconsin. It, it, it's what's happening to, to Marcus's Florida State team now. It, it, uh, down here, down south, Florida's yeah. getting all the recruits. Miami's starting to get all, all, all more recruits, and Florida State is being left out in the dark. They're not getting the recruits that they used to get, and that's why they're suffering the way they're suffering right now. I'm, I'm glad right. you. I'm glad you brought up uh, Florida State and, and Miami because right. I thought this this year was supposed to, you know, supposed to turn around with, you know, uh, Florida State, uh, you know, new coach Tagger, and then. Uh, uh, Miami's new coach. Uh, this, 
yeah, they this should have been uh and his story is is incredible from, you know, where he comes from, but yeah. This Great I want I, I want yeah. Yeah, I want to ask I want to ask I want to ask Randy, do you think in these next one, one to two seasons can Hurricanes and FSU turn this around for the ACC? It does. It's much fun, especially in the South. It's much fun if Florida State, uh, Florida and Miami are all relevant when it comes to playing college football. Right now, the only only team right now that's relevant down here is not really because you got a sleeper over there in USF, too. UCF, yeah, USF. They got a good team, and they're starting to get the recruits that Florida State used to get. Now everybody wants to go to the USF now. Yeah, well, Hotel you know, Orlando is starting to be the place to be in Florida as a whole. Orlando well, I think he, right I think he's talking. Well, yeah. he's talking about USF, and then UCF is still uh good. But a lot of these, well, uh, what Randy's speaking of, these these kids go to these schools because they see the training facilities that these schools are are, are that they have now. The money they putting in, into these training facilities are better than some of the NFL uh, training yeah. facilities. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's all about, it's all about corruption and boosters and that's all, all the money that should be given to the players is getting right. put in lined in the pockets of the NCAA which is basically organized crime. Do you see, yeah. do you see some of the facilities some of these universities have? Like it's re, it doesn't make sense. They got nap areas for the for the kids. They they got video games. They they got everything you can think of is luxury. And so these kids are like, I'm going here. times a month and that campus is gorgeous you know that facility is gorgeous and really they have an opportunity to piggyback off off of all the miami dolphins facilities they use hard rock stadium they're basically like a pro team the way they train their their nutrition plans the the ability to use the facilities it's almost as if they were a pro team yeah and they could probably beat the dolphins right now (laughs) the way the dolphins are playing Man, it's it's just it's it's just crazy what's going on there. But uh, but uh, yeah. While we're still in uh college ball here, I know. I mean, they're they're not uh a top team, but of course, all of us are from the state of Connecticut, and the you UConn Yukon Huskies. You got the old coach back, and I thought this this past weekend, I thought they can probably get a win over Houston and. Nah, I was wrong. They, so they only got one win on the season. Like I, I don't know if if they, they can even try to bring what they had before when they first start building a program. What do you say? Do you think since you know they got they got all this money from Nike and you know new logos and all this stuff, can UConn get back in the mix where they were? Uh, was it like uh, uh, Jay? We were going out to those games. What's that? Ten plus yeah. years. We were going out it to those games ten plus years ago. Like, can they get yeah, back? Yeah, it seems like a world ago that a lifetime ago when Dan Orlovsky was the quarterback. I mean, now he's yeah. Do- you had do- you had career. yeah. Like, you had Donald Brown. Donald Brown. Larry Fitzgerald for the Pittsburgh uh, for Pittsburgh. You know, as a receiver. We I mean, saw they, they yeah. We saw and Donald Brown. Donald just went straight down the, the, yeah. the crapper. Don't forget Donald Brown. Donald Brown was a good running back for uh, 
UConn as well with uh, Dan uh, Dan Orlovsky. So we saw that we saw it uptrending. I want to ask both of you: Can can uh, 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 the Colts get get it back to what it used to be? I don't think so. Not, not, no time soon. Yeah, no time soon. And you know why? When you think of UConn, you don't think football. Uh-uh. You, th- you think, you think basketball. basketball. So, but so, so you're gonna uh, you think UConn football? They're like, I mean, you ask any kid if they'd rather go to Miami or they'd rather go to UConn to play football. What's the answer gonna be? But that's why oh, I said, yeah. like Randy and Jay. That's why I said they okay. Say a recruit. Uh, is, is visited the campus. He he comes to Bradley. He takes that drive to stores. He's looking around like this is farm country. I'm not going here. <laughs> exactly. You're not, you're not taking it. The, the best thing you should do. This is what I would do if I was a recruit. I, I'd have him fly, fly him into New York City, and I would take that ride from New York City up through New Haven, Greenwich, New Haven. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bridgeport, New Haven, into, all the way up through Hartford, and then and then that recruit might be like, oh, okay, it's kind of got that city value. Yeah. Yeah, see that's smart. That's now that's I never I never thought of it that way, but that's smart. I I, I hope I, I somebody needs to give them that idea because I don't think they're doing that. <laughs> all right, boys. As we as we move right along, uh, we're going to head into Major League Baseball. And, uh, you know, a little MLB talking. It's only one. Uh, I got to, I got to, I got to talk about it. Uh, Randy, like I told you, and I told, I told CEO Sizz the same thing. I'm blaming this Yankees loss on CEO Sizz since he's the Red, the Red Sox fan who was hating hard on the Yankees last season. Was hating hard on the Yankees last season. He was going for the Yankees, Randy. It's his fault. Cool law, the family tradition, but Randy, we ain't, we're not letting CEO says get out, get out that easy because he, Randy, no, 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 I'm not letting him off the hook. No, Randy, Randy, he was Randy. Wait a minute, let, let me. Let, wait a minute. Let me talk. Let me. Let me talk. Let me talk to my freaking Puerto Rican, Randy. If you knew the hate he had on the Yankees last season, he said, "I can't stand Yankees fans. I can't stand them." In this season, I hear him talking about, "Oh, I was going for him in the playoffs, bro." Like, nah, it's on him. It's his fault. It's his fault. I'm blaming it on him. That's a scapegoat. CEO says is a scapegoat for the Yankees' loss. Put it in I'll the books. Take it. I'll take the blame. It's my fault. Oh, that was I'm a. Sorry, Nation. I'm sorry. Uh, get, Nation. All right, getting to getting serious. Getting. It's like you said. 
we 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 had a chance to get pitching when we had the chance to get it, and we didn't we get didn't it. We didn't get it. We had a chance to get Verlander. We didn't get him. We had a chance to get Cole. We didn't get him. We had a chance to get Uber from Cleveland. He went to Atlanta. We didn't get him. And we have to get pitching. We had, like. Every, like everybody else knows that pitching beats offense in baseball. Let's talk offense for a second. We know that the Yankees need, they, they didn't go out and get starting pitchers. They need pitchers. Where was our boy Aaron Judge? Where was Mr. Young Stud, Young Gunner? To me, so far, all he's shown me is that he has A-Rod syndrome, and he is not a clutch performer. Now, that might change as he gets older. He's a puppy. But he had every opportunity to pop him out the park and to win some ball games, and he was ice cold. But Jay, yeah. you talking about you're talking about the Houston Astros pitching. They went and got Grink. They didn't even need Grinky and they went out and got him. Yeah, you know what too? It wasn't the more it wasn't in this series, it wasn't more the pitching that dominated, I mean a little bit, but it was more the Yankees not even with runners in scoring position. Scoring position, yeah. bases loaded. Yep. Bases loaded. Yep. I said he's gonna swing at the first pitch. He does that instead of letting one go by. Grounds out into into the pitcher. If a couple things. Positions, you're not gonna win a game. Well, I, I I don't blame Didi so much because he didn't have a full season, but uh, majority of the guys, it, it's just such a waste because uh, uh, Paxton had such a good game the night before, and you thought they had the momentum flying down there to. Uh, Houston, and for them to tie the game, they tied the game, and yeah. they lose. And how about that kid? How about LeMayu? How about that kid? He's a really young, young gunner right now. He's a, he's a real young hot bat. He came through in the clutch. No one even knew who he was early in the season. Didn't he come up from the minors? And now he's. No, no uh, how did he come up? How did he come up, Randy? He came up. He came up in the uh, uh, Colorado system. Okay. Uh, he won a batting title with, with, with Colorado. Okay. And then he was a gold glove winner, won uh, a couple gold gloves. And in the offspring this last season, they uh, they uh nobody offered him a contract because he said he didn't want to play for nobody but the Yankees. Amen. That's and what's up. Isn't he, isn't he a hometown boy? That's how the Yankees got him. But you know what? They're going to have to pay for mission because they only signed a one-year contract. Is so, he from there? Is he from that area? No, I'm not sure. I'm not okay, sure. I, I thought I heard them saying he was a one of somebody, a young guy in that team was a Bronx kid, a, a Manhattan kid, and a diehard Yankees fan. That, that might have been him. I'm not sure though. But this is what I'll say about that series: two things. The errors were brutal. That one game where they had four or five errors, you know, simple, simple bang them up plays. They looked lost. The bats got cold in those first two games in the Bronx. A and B. That kid Garrett Cole is incredible. That pitcher for the Astros. He's won like twenty. He's twenty eight and zero in his last twenty eight games. Mm-hmm. The Astros are going to win the World Series. I, I I don't want to I don't want to say that because it seemed like the 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 Nationals had a, a, a curse lifted off of them. Name uh Bryce Harper, and he. He's not there anymore, and the year, a year after he leaves, they go to the, the World Series. That's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. I guess time will tell. I mean, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> but I mean, listen, 
they didn't they did not have the success before. Now they don't have a superstar on their team, and now they go to the World Series and for the first time in franchise history, you know, when they were uh the expo, they were the Montreal Expo, and now they're the Nationals. But they never went. Now they're now they're gone. I gotta say, it, it, it's something to that, man. It's something to that. Pitching wins baseball games, and they got a good pitching staff. When that's Strasburg, he's up. He's he's out of the world right now. My question for you guys is this: If the Astros win the World Series, that's two out of three in modern day baseball. Is that a dynasty? Is that a mini dynasty? No, no they yes. they no no they're yes. not. They need one more. Yes. No, they're not. They need no, one more. If you win two out of three, if you win two out of three, you're basically a little mini dynasty. But if you win no. three out of no, I'm saying, how many How many did the Giants win? How many did San Francisco Giants win? Three out of four or five. That, that's a dynasty. And they and they did it, they did it, it wasn't too far apart when they got those three. So I could call that a dynasty. I wouldn't call them, I don't like them, so I'm not giving them no credit for a, for a dynasty. I can't stand them, I can't stand them because they're so good and because they beat my team like it's nothing. I think, it, you know, I I, I, I got to give Pax. That's why I got to give Paxton credit. I thought the series was over. I thought they were going. It's going to be over in New York, and I thought that series was done. And Paxton came through and took us to a a, a, a game in, in Houston. And you know, it's just I got I got to give him credit because the Astros. I told I've been telling both you guys, but I've been telling Randy I did not want to play the Astros. No. Yeah, they they seem to have the Yankees number, unfortunately. Well, just just let's just look at it. 2017, we got eliminated by them. Uh, they win the World Series. 2018, we got eliminated by Jays, Boston Red Sox. We got eliminated. They won the World Series this year. We got eliminated by the Houston Astros. Who knows? They might win. They might not win the World Series. But the last three years, we've gotten beat black by the eventual the eventual World Series champions. Man, so it's gotta hurt. They they're almost there. Like you don't win with runners in scoring position, you're not going to win. You're not. You're not. Bookmark this statement right now. October, where, where are we at? October 20th. The 20th. October 20th, the New York Yankees will win the World Series next year. I'm saying it. Well, that, they're going to, before that to happen, they need, uh, we need a, a, a pitcher. We need a, we don't need a superstar. We just need an all-star pitcher. <laughs> I I I take it. No, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. I'll take it. But well, I need to see some changing in the in the pitching. Like I don't know what they. There'll be, there's gonna be big changes. I think Cashman spends money, and where there's a weakness that the media gets on them too tough. The fan base is maybe one of the best in the history of sports. They gotta they gotta make some changes in that pitching. Yeah. The bat the bats will be the bats will be okay. Well, what do you yeah. say before? Before we move on from baseball, what do you say about uh, – because Stephen A. Smith brought up this uh, point. He said Cashman is is complacent with be, just being a contender. He's cool with them just being a contender. He does not care about wor- winning a World Series. What do you guys say about that? Uh, Randy, what, what do you say? I'm, 
it's just it's just it's just grueling, man. Uh, Jay, it's just grueling because yeah. there's these past few years we've been right there, like right there. It's been yeah. so close. You could taste it. Like twenty eight is there, and then oh, so I don't know unless I see a couple all star uh, pitchers come to the team or at least one. I I, I don't know. Well, to answer your question, uh, I think that statement by Brian Cashman is bogus. I think it's whack. I think it's trash. I don't think you should ever make a statement, oh, as long as we're competitive. No, listen, I am doing everything I can to make this a world champion. That's what you say as a general manager. That's right. And in New York, we don't take nothing less. The Yankees play for one thing and one thing only, and that's a World Series championship. If you don't win it, the is a failure, just like Aaron Judge said. How many banners they got hanging up there? 26? 27. 27. 20, okay. 27. I will buy. I don't care how much the jacket costs. When they win 28, I'm buying the 28 championship jacket. You hear You hear it right now on Toughest Balls. I'm confirming it. I will buy. I don't care how much it costs. Well, George Steinbrenner, uh, we would have won in 2017 if George Steinbrenner was still alive. So I, I miss I miss him so much. I miss I miss I miss him so much, man. Oh, he he's a he's a Vince McMahon. You know, he's a Vince McMahon. So you know, we talked about basically. Smash them and stomp them because the Yankees rule. They still rule, but it. I. I. I don't want. I wouldn't want to be alive in those old times. But it was some good times for the Yankees because those championships was just one after another, and it would have probably been a cool thing uh, to see. Uh, as we move along, you know, from the MLB, we could talk about uh, Yankees all day. But as we move along, I want to talk about a little football since it is. Football Sunday and uh, Randy is just I, I turned off the TV for no interference, but is your team still getting spanked right now? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it's thirty-five seventeen as we see. Oh, okay, okay, they got got another score. Uh, they, they're going into a, a, a Green Bay environment, Lambeau Field. Okay. There's been times where this game should be a lot closer yeah. than what it really is, and I've been watching. But you know what I want to talk about is, let's talk about those Dallas Cowboys. I knew I knew that was coming, and I'm all if you if you if you see me on Facetime right now, I'm ready. I'm all cowboy gear up. I got I got two yeah, I got two. Game, pro- listen game. listen. You listen, yes. the cowboy, the yes. cow, the Cowboys, the Patriots are the Cowboys of the the, the East. The Patriots, the Cowboys of the East, because they got the star. But you gotta understand, I am. We got two prime time games to uh, one tonight. The Cowboys tonight against uh against those uh those damn uh Eagles, and then tomorrow night the Patriots. <laughs> The Patriots got those whack jets, so we got the prime time. You know where the money's at, cause both my teams are in prime time. So yeah. it, it's a must win for the, the Cowboys tonight, and of course, uh, <laughs> I will say this. I, it, it's, it was a bad look that the Cowboys went up and lost to Adam Coquette Gase in New York. Uh, that wasn't a good look. But you know, 
The Cowboys got to win tonight. The Eagles, on the other hand, are not as good as everybody thought they were. Their defense looks like Swiss cheese. Carson Wentz isn't in MVP form. They need Deshaun Jackson back so they can, you know, open up that offense. Well, but that's why I want to. Really good game tonight. That's why I want to say they they've been the Eagles have been injured and you look at Alshon Jeffrey yeah he's making some plays but he's looking a little sluggish out there you know they like you said they need they need uh they need Deshaun uh Jackson back and Carson Wentz isn't looking like that uh that uh uh uh, legendary quarterback that they thought he was what do you guys do you really think the Eagles are going to take it tonight This, for the simple this, fact that I'm biased and I hate the Cowboys. Of, of course, uh, of course. Uh, it should be a good game. Dallas has no excuse to lose the night. They don't. They don't. They're home. It's in Dallas. They're playing for first place. If they don't bring this hunger and that that thirst to win, then their season might be done. Well, what? Do, well, right. I. Well, well, I. Before you, before you uh, step in, Jay, I just want to say this. You asked me. I think it's the coach, and I think it's the head coach. I'm not going to say defensive coordinator. I think it's the head coach. You got Jason Garrett, and I think it's the offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Like, you playing uh, when you play a, a better team, you got to come up with a better scheme, man. Like, I don't know what's going on with them. I think the coaching staff on those, those points need to change. What do you got to say? Does Jason Garrett – Kellen Moore just got there, but does Jason Garrett need to go? I think Jason Garrett is long overdue. I think the Cowboys, that's a premier job in sports, to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Go ask yep. Jimmy Johnson. Go ask Tom Landry. That, that's a job, man. That is the gig. And uh, he's just not, he, he doesn't have that Cowboys head coach swag. When you think of Landry and Jimmy Johnson, and then you think of Jason Garrett, that's not even, even close. <laughs> not even close. In the same ballpark. So yeah. I think that they need to go out and find a guy that has more swag, who's a tougher kind of mind. You know, unless they have, unless they got like a Tony Dungy, if he ever came out of retirement, then that'd be cool. But I think you know, you need someone who's more grizzled and gritty. You know, like a Gruden type, maybe. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's time to go, man. He's, I, I never see them winning a Super Bowl with him as the head coach. Uh, tonight, I do believe that the Cowboys will pull it out and win at home. I think it's going to be like by a field goal. We'll see. I got, I'm playing, I'm playing Zach Ertz and Jordan Howard, and I got some Eagles on my fantasy teams. But uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining game. But I do think the Cowboys will find a way to win. I'm going to add to that. I'm going to add to that what he just said. It's true. Yeah, I don't think Garrett, uh, I think his time is done to death. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I'm going to put put it out there. What the Dallas Cowboys need, and, and, and everybody's going to might say yes, might say no, blah, blah, blah. If they had an offense to get that guy out the booth, Tony Romo, and put them, him as the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys would win games. Well, so, someone was saying, I believe yeah. uh, early in the season, I heard <clears throat> someone say head coach. Now, I believe offensive coordinator here, he could be great because Tony Romo, even though I wasn't, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I wasn't a big Tony Romo fan. When Tony Romo was on point in games, he, he looked flawless, you know. So I think he would be a great offensive coordinator. I think he would probably love the job to be back with the Cowboys. And I, I just want to see, I want to, I just want to see a change. I, I, I really, I don't know about Kellen Moore. Maybe he can stay, but I really want Jason Garrett up out of there. So whatever they do, 
the head coach the head coach needs to change. That's the main job that has to that has to change. You know who I think would be a good candidate, and he's he's not he's not. I don't believe he's coaching right now. A guy like Jack Del Rio, a good defensive coordinator. Tighten up that defense. Tighten up that defense. Have Kellen Moore run the offense. He's a he's a seasoned veteran coach. He's had success. I think he would be a good Cowboys head coach. And as you said, Jay, he's defensive minded, and the players love playing for him. Yes. That's funny you bring him up because the Dan Levitard they have an infatuation with. Jack Del Rio, but uh, it sounds like Jerry Jones is uh, eyeing the uh, uh, Oklahoma coach. Ooh, I think that would be nice, too. That would work. Yeah. Usually, Dallas Cowboys fans are Oklahoma Sooners fans. They're close in, in you know, mileage, pretty much. So, uh, the, the Cowboys fan base, I think, would love Bob Stoops. Uh, not Bob Stoops, I'm sorry. Um, his successor. What's his successor's name? The Oklahoma coach? Uh, I... I Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Riley. Yeah, Riley, I think, yes. Okay, so he, yeah, I think he would be the guy. Yeah, that would be a great pick. Either either way, you need someone different. I think the consensus is, Garrett, it's time to bounce. Yeah, he's a, Garrett is a cheerleader. Even when they, they, they do bad on the field, you see him clapping when they come off the field, and that's all you see him doing. And what I heard somebody else bring, I believe it was Stephen A. Smith as well, he... Have you ever seen Jason Garrett speak into his headset? No. He's a puppet. He soft his baby poop, and it's time to keep it moving. What do you, what do you yeah. say? What do you say, Randy? What do you say, Randy? Yeah. I like soft his baby poop. He is soft. Like, Jay knows. Jay, like you, like like Jay knows personally. Like I can't stand. I never liked Jason Garrett. Never you liked never him. Garrett. Never. Nobody did. Nobody did. Nobody. I don't think the Cowboy fans or the Cowboy organization did. He he was just there. Oh oh, Cowboy Cowboy Jones. Cowboy Nation. After after last week game, and you've been here for a couple years, but after last week game, it's 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 unanimous. Like the Cowboy Nation want Garrett up out of there. And, and someone's saying Kellen Moore got to go too. I, he's just got there, so I would give him some more time. Maybe. I like Kellen Moore. I Maybe. Like Kellen Moore. I think he, he should stay as offensive coordinator. He's 30 years old. He's a puppy, and he knows how to work with Zeke. They, that offense, they got some firepower. Amari Cooper. Uh, they need a young tight end. I would go out and get a, a first-round tight end if, if they can. They need a stud tight end. You pick Jason Witten out of the Monday Night Football boot, that's not going to cut it at this point in his career. They need a powerhouse tight end. you got a number one receiver. Uh-huh. you got the one of the best running backs in football. You know, the offensive line is good. That defense, it needs some work. I think in the draft, you get you get some defense, and you get uh, a, a, a tight end one, the best tight end you can. Yeah, that, that yeah. Yeah, so uh, as we uh, get off the Cowboys, before we uh, move on to our next topic in the NFL, uh, uh, Jay, how are your uh, Bills doing right now? I mean, how are your right, Dolphins? So this, this how are your Dolphins? On the game. I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little pissed off right now. I'm not going to watch the game the whole time. So, so the they're, they're still... It was fourth and goal, and, and 
and they, you know, it was fourth and like one on the three-yard line. They did a fake field goal with the, the kicker, the holder, ran it to the one. It was first down. All they had to do was score a touchdown. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was playing lights out, instead of just handing the ball off, throws an interception on the goal line. And ever since it's been downhill, it's now 24-14. Miami, Miami is driving. They're probably going to lose, but at least they fought hard today. I'll give them Hey, that. hey, hey, Randy, he, he, he doesn't uh, uh, understand, but that's a uh, hashtag. Tanking are us. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they're looking. It's about. It's about. I want Chase Young. I want Jerry Judy. I want Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. And if you could get a quarterback, if you could get a quarterback, I don't want to. I want Joe Burrow. Yeah. Chase Young. Chase Young. Miami Dolphins number one pick next year. Yeah. The, yeah. They. They. Uh. They. They're thinking about next year. They're thinking about next year and the year after that. They're not even thinking yeah. about this season. It's a rebuilding and, uh, project, and I've come to acceptance. That's just what it is. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, as we uh, move along on Toughest Balls on this lovely Sunday, uh, Randy, I wanted to uh, bring up uh, Jalen Ramsey. He he was down there in the Jaguars. He, he wasn't happy. The owner didn't want to let him go. Eventually, they let him go. Now he's with the Rams. What do you say to the power – of these players able to get up out of situation. Wow, you know it, it, it's crazy because now uh, it's start, and, and I don't like this one. I don't know if Jay does or not, but now it's like the these NFL players are more acting like the NBA players. I hate it. And pick what team they want to play for, where they want to go. If they're not happy with that team, they want to get traded. They want to make up excuses about not coming to practice. Look, bottom line is, if you sign a three-year contract, you're obligated to play three years for that team. No matter. Amen. That's, that's called a contract. That contract is gone. And you want to go to another team, you want to go sign free agents, then fine. The re- and, 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 and it's one of the reasons why my Raiders didn't pay Khalil Mack. Right. Khalil Mack had a year left on his contract. Gruden and them told him, listen, uh, you got one more year left on your contract. Let's play out this year, see what happens, and then we'll sign you. We'll give you the money that you want. He wanted the money now, and a lot of, a lot of these sports players are getting greedy. They want the money now. I can understand well- That, and that's what I'm going to. Because both you you mentioned uh, it's a contract in, in uh, like you said with uh, with Khalil Mack with the Raiders, Randy. They you know it was his uh, he had one year left on his deal. He wanted his money. You look at Frank Gore and Tom Brady. They're anomalies. The, their their careers do not last that long. And like uh, you 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 guys brought up 
it's getting more like the NBA. Personally, I, I kind of like it. It gets crazy when you see dudes like Antonio Brown because he, he he's a he's a a, a a whole nother subject. But these players are trying to get their money. The owner can get rid of them whenever they want. They can the owner can get rid of them whenever they want. They can trade them away, and they don't have no power in that. I like to see the players have some power and, and get on, on on the winning side of things when it comes to certain situations. The whole Jalen Ramsey thing, I think it was a Tom Coughlin. He him and Tom Coughlin butted heads, so he got up out of there. And now with the uh, with uh, everything that's going on in the NFL. I, these these guys gotta get their money. They gotta get their money, and they gotta win as quickly as possible because they don't know how long their careers can last. What do you guys say about that? I think it, it varies in football and the NBA. I guess because football, it's a, it's way more dangerous. Your career is, is usually a lot shorter. So, but at the end of the day, I just think going into a contract. You need to it, – con, con, contracts are complicated, but you it, it shouldn't be just, oh, I want to back out, oh, I demand a trade. You know, I don't know. It's tricky, but I just think that these guys need to have more loyalty and honor their contracts. And, and at the same time, I think the owners and the GMs need to, you know, with these players, give them an opportunity to uh, have more incentives and bonuses and production performance type you know, bonuses. So I don't know, man. I just think that there should be more loyalty uh, from the players. Yeah, just honor. I I agree. Just uh, honor your contract, man. If you're coming straight out of out of college and you sign a four year contract, and, and just just honor it, man. These guys, you're coming to play for the team. Regardless, I know, like Jay said, football is injury prone, this and that, blah blah blah, so forth and so on. But man, listen, if you stay healthy, you do the four years, you're gonna get paid if you're good in the NFL. After you do that first year contract. Which is uh, uh, not not it, it just for an example of that. Uh, I'm going to bring up my late cousin Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, uh, rest in peace. peace. May rest in peace. And uh, our Connecticut boy CC. Now, yeah, it's my boy. Three, he signed a three-year contract, and you know everybody thought that once you get to the NFL, no, he was under the rookie contract for three years. Blah blah blah. After the Patriots found out how good he was, they gave him the fifty million dollar contract, and he he, he signed. And that's what, how I think players should be. And that's with Bill Belichick. He did that with Bill Belichick, the, heart, the hardest of the hard. Yes, that's with the Patriots. So, man, honor your contract. If you're good enough to play this league and you're a superstar, you're going to get paid. But you brought, up, you brought up the perfect uh, 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 topic, Randy. You said if you stay healthy, and that's a big if, man. Right. That's a big if. I mean, yeah. but you can, I mean. As we all know, life isn't fair, and there's going to be injuries. But at the end of the day, these guys, even if you're hurt, these guys are walking away with more money than all three of us might ever see, even even off of a rookie contract. Exactly. Now, for a case example, like Jalen Ramsey, don't tell me you're going you're gonna to sign a contract, and then all of a sudden, the season, oh, I don't want to play, I want to get traded, I'm not getting treated right there, not listening. Under that contract, once that contract is up, then you can go wherever you want to go. I hear what you guys are saying, but I see it from the player side as NFL careers don't last that long, maybe three to four years. So 
These guys need their money. They got to take care of their families and, and, and live their life just in case a horrific injury uh, happens. At- Three or four years, AJ, I know a quarterback in New England that's been playing for almost 20 years now. But that's that's yeah, the man. anomaly. That's, I just said that. I said that earlier. I said that earlier. I said that Frank Gore and Tom Brady are anomalies. They they are not normal. So you can't you can't look at you you cannot you cannot look at them. You can't look at them. Both of them have stay in shape during the off season. They got a great But what that what that have to but what that have to do if a horrific injury happened under a pileup or something like that? That has nothing to do with how good you stay in shape and how good you're eating. Uh, a pileup has nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? So those are anomalies. We can't look at Frank Gore or Tom Brady. These guys' careers last. Yeah, we can't look at. Though they are anomalies. Well, yeah, the owner, the owner has all the power. The players need at least some power and they're trying to take that back. And hopefully with the, uh, like I said, you you have to have, it all comes down to having a a top five agent. You need to have a great agent, a great attorney if you're a player. Yeah. Hopefully when the the CBA contract is up, they can uh, renegotiate a better, uh, uh, deal when it comes to CBA for the, uh, Players, I don't want to stay on this all day, guys. Uh, I want to move on to a couple more topics in the NFL. I know you guys watched a lot of games last weekend, and we're watching games this weekend. What do you say about all these bad calls from the referees? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I, I'm so, I, I don't get it. In 2019, after after a hundred years of NFL football, how the hell is it going backwards? so bad. I mean, those poor Detroit Lions and Trey Flowers, was, they were robbed. Oh, were wow. Robbed. That Detroit game. That Detroit game. Trey Flowers had never been called for any type of play. He gets two of them. Two of them. Horrible. And they were both, both spit. They were going Horrible to calls. Horrible. What, what you, Randy, what do you guys say about these calls? What, Randy, Puerto Rican, freaking Puerto Rican. What you got to say about these calls, man? It looks like the... Re- and, and, you know, it's getting to be now where Vegas controls everything, I think. Yeah. And, yep. and it, it, from, from, we went from the National Football League to the National Fixed League. So, so, you're, bas- so you're basically... So you're basically... Randy, you're... I can't disagree. So what you're basically... Jay, ba- Randy's... Rand- So you're basically saying, so you're basically, so you're basically saying, uh, Jay, he's basically saying uh, uh, NFL is like WWE.
okay? And every, and all the experts said take the Lions to cover. Come on, Jay. So the Lions, the Lions cover the spread, but they lost the game outright due to calls. If you remember, they were the Packers were going to go in to score a touchdown, which would have killed the cover. Okay, and Jamal Williams sat. He, he dropped down at the goal line, right before the goal line, so he didn't score a touchdown, so they could kick a field goal and win by one point. That seems to be totally fixed and total kayfabe. Too fishy, too fishy, bro. Too fishy. Even with the, I know, uh, I know this because I had inside information to take the Lions and win money, and I did. Well, it was that game, and then you had the end of the Jets and the Cowboys game, and the Cowboys were getting some calls at the end of that game, and I'm a Cowboy fan. I'm looking like, yeah, I'll take it, I guess. Hey, 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 Jay, what he was really saying is, hey, the refs are trying to give us this game. Let's go get it. <laughs> hey. Bro, it was way too they, The referees, <laughs> hey, 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 the re- if the referees want to just hand it, like, what what I'm supposed to say as a fan? I'm supposed to be like, no, I don't want to win this way. I'm taking it. I'm I'm taking it. Uh, it's hilarious, but it's got to be, man. I mean, there's so many things that make it look. For the last couple years, it's been like, okay, I understand Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and these guys are the face of the league, but don't fix the game so they can win and look good and, and say all the right things that they have to say in front of the TV. Come on, man. Well, I've been telling, like, Jay and I have been talking about this for a while. I've been seeing it in, in the NBA and the NFL for some time now. I say it's kayfabe, like, like uh, wrestling, and that's just what it is. People don't know what they're watching. When you see the Cavaliers come back to beat the Warriors when they're down 3-1 to one in the series, it's like, even though I was rooting for the Cavaliers that year, it's like, come on, man. Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. All those errors, like I don't know, man. It's, it's sports are crazy, but it's big business, and I think you, you, no one could ever admit it. But there's some, there's a lot of fishy stuff that goes on. Well, some some people yeah. were some people were pointing some people were pointing at because we had some some legendary referees retire. Now you got you know more newbies. Yeah, uh, taking over. Uh, uh, so you're gonna, I guess you're gonna have these mistakes the first, uh, maybe couple seasons with with newer guys that are heading the the games. So I don't know. I hope it's not a trend. I hope we don't keep, uh, we don't see this uh, uh, later in the season and the next uh, coming years. But uh, I, I hope it, it, it changes and it, it it's not so horrible like it was last weekend was bad, man. I mean, it was multiple games. Where it was just bad calls across the board. Uh, Trey, Flowers, Trey Flowers, if Trey Flowers was to go hit a quarterback high, he'd get fined fifteen thousand dollars. Why isn't that ref getting fined for losing the game for Trey Flowers and the Detroit Lions? He, he, he you know, he screwed Trey Flowers twice. The guy and, and Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter, you know, SportsCenter right after the game. Yeah, he Sports called Center, him out. Yeah. He called the ref out and said it was. It was uh, it was ridiculous. It was disgusting those calls, and it, it's uncalled for. It's not cool. Hey Jay, let's go back one year, uh, guys. Let's go back one year when um, we saw the Saints and the Rams, and, and when they didn't call the interference call. Oh yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the facts on that. Let's look at the facts. One, the three referees are all from Los Angeles. 
Mm. As a matter of fact, one of them played with the Rams. That they were saying. That they were saying. So, so, and the guy that was their closest to him, the uh, three of the rest were from LA. If you, you want to look it up, you can. And the one, one of them that was there used to play for the Rams. That turned into the uh, officiating. So, if that doesn't get you to say, hmm, this, this might be a little fake here, then nothing will. Yeah, yeah, I agree. so yeah, I agree. yeah. Before we uh move on on uh from the NFL guys, I just want to uh bring up just because uh this is a little fantasy topic. You got uh Patrick Mahomes going down uh injured, and I it's funny, Randy, because I asked Jay the day like a few hours before the game. I'm like, should I put Kyler Murray in for Mahomes? And we're both like, nah, I think I'll, I'll keep him in. And it's, I was really thinking about putting Kyler Murray in. Something told me to put Kyler Murray in, and then I get the alert, I believe, from Yahoo uh, Fantasy or, or ESPN Fantasy, Patrick Mahomes is injured. His, yeah. his kneecap dislocated. I started him in another league, and, and he only got me 12 points. So from what I'm seeing, Kyler Murray isn't having a great day anyway. So I don't even know if he'll like, get as many points as uh, Mahomes had. I still got to check on that. But Patrick Mahomes might be the best player in football right now. You know, he's one of them. And it's just too, it's tough to see a guy like him get hurt. So well, do I mean, you... ultimately, I would say, you know, I hope he, he returns within the next couple of weeks. Well, Randy and, uh, well, well, Randy and Jay, do you think, uh, Randy, do you think, it was the coach's, coach's fault because Patrick Mahomes had the ankle problem with the ankle last couple weeks, and they put him out there. Is it on Andy Reid and the coaching staff for putting him out there? No, that was just a play they called. I mean, usually nothing happens on that play to a, to a quarterback. They just lay down, sneak the ball over, um, and it was it was just something that it just happened. It's a freak accident. It happened. I mean, I was one of the guys, me being Raider friends, like, yay! No. Then I said, nah. I mean, he's going to be out four to six weeks, which could be something that the Raiders can take advantage of now. Now that division might be a little up for grabs if that backup quarterback don't don't come in and perform the way. The, the Raiders look good right now. I mean, they're not today. They're having a little trouble, but Green Bay is a, is a contender. But the Raiders can still win that division. That game should be a lot. I've been watching the whole game. That game should be a lot closer than what it than what it looked. It's 42-24 Green Bay, but the real score should be like maybe 42-37, 42-38. Yeah. And yeah. Nah. All right. That's how I feel about that Dolphins game. We should have won that one today. Turnovers will yeah. destroy any team, and the turnovers got us again. Well, all right. Before right. we before we let uh, Randy get out of here, before we uh, get a little wrestling talk in. Uh, with sticking with going back to Kansas City, do you think uh Jay Jay's old uh backup, Mr. Matt Moore, uh oh, do you God. do you think he can carry Good this team? Do you think he can carry this team <laughs> until Patrick Mahomes comes back? Good luck. Um, I think that Matt Moore. I watched him play. I know him better than anybody. He could be. He could have a really good solid game, or he could he could throw four pick sixes. But um, I think that while Mahomes is gone, 
they'll probably split and go like if he's out four weeks, they'll probably go like two and two. And just that's off the strength of you have incredible players on offense. You have Tyreek Hill. You have good running backs. That defense has been an issue, and they showed up to play. You would have thought it was the Patriots or Bears defense against yeah. Denver on Thursday night. I don't know if they'll continue to play. That really comes down to if that defense performs like they did on Thursday and not like the rest of the season that they performed earlier, then they could win some ball games. But Matt Moore, he's just, he's just a stopgap kind of, uh, what do they call those quarterbacks? Just A game know, manager. A game manager. Manage the game a game manager, yeah. stupid. Or he'll get his his uh, his block crack, his whole mass. He'll get his mass cracked like he did against Pittsburgh in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and uh, he walked he walked off the field seeing uh, Tweety birds around his head because he makes stupid decisions. All right, Ra- Ra- Randy. I think ultimately the Raiders have a chance uh, to creep up those standings while Patrick Mahomes is hurt. Uh, Randy, right. Randy, Randy, James yeah. Right out of the nose, man. It's all about they. They can't go two and two. They can go three and one that more. But the the, the defense is going to be key. If they play defense like they did uh, last week when Mahomes was out, they they can stay up. They they can still uh, win the West and stay up until and hold the fourth down until Mahomes gets back. Well, hopefully Mahomes isn't out because I need him in my lineup. That's all I care about is fantasy right now. So, Randy, I'm glad you were able to join the show, brother. We're about to talk a little wrestling, so I'll let you get up out of here. We appreciate the freaking Puerto Rican, Mr. Firestick guy, Randy, for coming through. You heard. I will say, those fire sticks are incredible. Those fire sticks that Randy has, no one on the planet has. They're special fire sticks. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a master. He's a master chemist with those fire sticks. And I need Randy. I need one of those. But I don't got to pay with the public pays. You got to give me a Thompson Falls Bristol discount. We need the whole team. We need the whole team. We need the whole team. I'm still, I'm, st- I'm still on the old one. Yeah, I'm still on the old one. So we we'll get at you, Mr. Firestick guy, freaking Puerto Rican. Appreciate it, baby. All right, you guys have a good day, man. Peace, you brother. Too, bro. All right, Jay, you still there, brother? I'm here, bro. Hey, man. Before we uh uh in this uh episode, a toughest ball, we cannot uh. Get up out of here before we talk some wrestling, which is the That's you know right. the found wrestling. Baby. It, it, it's no in, it's no entertainment this week. We need to talk about what's going on in the wrestling world. Specifically, uh, the first thing I want to talk about: AEW versus NXT. Uh, what yeah. what do you what do you think about it, bro? I've been looking at the 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 what's going on in the ratings, and they have beat. AEW Dynamite has beat NXT three weeks in a row. Now, their AEW uh, ratings aren't as high as the first couple of weeks, of course, because, you know, the hype dies down some. But when some better matches come up, you know, I think that hype will come back. Do you think this is a trend that will that will, that will will stay? Do you think uh, they can continue beating NXT every week? Uh, listen, bro, we've been talking about it a month ago. I told you, I predicted it, you predicted it, uh, AEW is the ish, it's that hot, it's that hot new league, it's dynamite, 
literally, figuratively, they are going to destroy NXT in the ratings every week until the end of time. I don't think NXT will ever win in the ratings unless uh, unless a miracle happens. And they're tra- tra- you know WWE is talking about bringing Finn Balor back on a on a regular basis to NXT. They're desperate. They're doing whatever it takes. At the end of the day, AEW is maybe. The new WCW, maybe even better. I am loving it. Yeah, man. It's just it's just something to see. I love AEW, and uh, it, it was funny thing because my nephew, uh, my nephew Jamel, he sends me uh, <laughs> the poster of Crown Jewel that's going down uh, later this <laughs> month. Later this month. And it has I'm brought, not a fan of this crown jewel it, that it, they put it, together. I don't know. It, it seems corny to me. But it has. It could be. It could be good, but I don't know, man. It just seems like it's it's rushed and it's slapped together and it's desperate. Well, you got Cain Velasquez on, on the poster with Brock, and then you got uh, Braun Strowman, uh, Tyson Fury, and my nephew says, "Unk," he's like, "WWE has lost it," and I said, "They've been." Yeah. I told him they've been lost it, and he the the new thing is AEW. That that's the thing to watch now. Well, I mean, it, it seems like it's, it's like Vince is, is so desperate and and selling out that he's got to reach out. When has the old Vince McMahon would have never reached out to MMA and and, and Major League Boxing, you know, primetime boxing for for seats? I mean, you know, he once he had Ken Shamrock and and Dan Severn, but they weren't like main eventers. Shamrock was for a little bit, and then you had, uh, you know, you bring Brock in, but Brock was a WWE guy first, and then, you know, Mike Tyson in that whole Stone Cold uh, DX angle was Yeah, classic, then you had, but, don't forget. I uh, mean, usually Vince, con- Vince controlled the narrative, and this feels like he is, he is bending over for those guys. Well, it started, well, you got to remember, bro, it's WrestleMania 20, 24, it's Big Show versus Mayweather. Mayweather got paid 20. Mayweather got paid twenty million, so he got paid f- five million more than what uh, Tyson Fury's getting paid. Tyson Fury's getting paid fifteen million for this, and it's just I, I I don't know. I love Tyson Fury because I love boxing, but with this whole Braun Strowman, how much wrestling is going to be in this match? And that's the same to go with Cain Velasquez. He's been Cain Velasquez has been training. In wrestling these past months, uh, I knew uh, Cody and AEW wanted to sign him as well, but I, I just don't know. They got him paired with Rey Mysterio, and I, I'm not. It's not like, I, oh, I gotta see this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's on Halloween on a Thursday afternoon. I'll be at work. Uh, you know, I'll probably I'll watch the, the the taping of it, but it just it doesn't excite me. It just I don't know. It just seems. You got the Team Hogan, Team Flair thing going on, and that's just to go roll out those old corpses legends. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm it's just this. not a fan of the, the direction WWE is right now, besides Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. And they even messed up that Hell in the Cell match. So if, if The Fiend doesn't win the Universal title at Crown Jewel, I'm, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be like, what is going on? Well, that's not the only woes going on with uh, WWE, bro, because uh, speak staying on the topic of uh, AEW, Dynamite uh, has outdrew Raw in ticket sales uh, close to, I believe, over 2,000 tickets. So they're even outdrawing Raw in ticket sales. Do you think this is going to be a a downward spiral for WWE? Because so far, this whole SmackDown uh, uh, thing, they promoted it real big. I was excited about it. But after the first week, I I don't – I'm not – I'm not – 
it compelled to watch SmackDown. Oh, I got to watch this live. Like, I got to watch AEW live. Like, I have to watch it live. When it comes AEW has that vibe, like when it was the Monday Night Wars and NWO was hot and young. Now with Jericho and his inner circle, even though I'm not a fan of the name, I still like their vibe and the, the members. And I think that it, it feels raunchy and raw and uncut and, and just fresh and live and dope and every other adjective that's good. And I just think that AEW is on fire and it, it is ascending. It's a rocket ship right now. Well, what what is WWE going to do if they can't outsell? Well, the AEW... Is on, they only have one show now. They're going to be doing some house shows, but they're not going to be doing as many as WWE because they want to keep their wrestlers healthy and they don't want to overwork their, their uh, superstars. But what is WWE going to do if this is a trend and we, we come back a, a year from now and touch on this topic and AEW still be in NXT? Personally, bro, I think is I think when people, when you talk about AEW versus NXT, NXT is still good match-wise. They put on great matches. I still like NXT. But when you talk about the production of uh, AEW versus NXT, I'm watching AEW first, man. I'm watching AEW first. And a promo was cut. A promo was cut uh, a week before last. If, and if, if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a WWE diehard and you're just not on AEW, but you're just a true wrestling fan and you love classic promos, you like the pipe, pipe bomb promo, you like the Stone Cold promos, go to a, go to, to YouTube and go to Chris Jericho's promo that he cut when he uh, introduced the Inner Circle. That promo that he cut was, was already a classic, legendary promo in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, man, that, that was that was awesome. What he what he said about the whole we the people uh, uh, taking shots at WWE. And <laughs> it was beautiful. He called it stupid. He said we the people is dead. Question, a year from now, we're, listen. At the end of the day, competition breeds greatness usually. So. You would think that Vince is going to feel desperate and pushed up against the wall, and he's going to bring in Triple H and 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 guys that he is his his inner circle, and they got to they got to come up with some fire. But I don't know if they got it, man. Well, well, NX, they've gone too corporate, they've gone too Disney, and I think they, they, they seem like they're scared to take risks. Personally, I, I this is me. I love NXT, so I would switch. I will put two old two oh five live in the smaller studio at full sale and i will put nxt on i guess it goes on before uh we're going before smackdown and tape it then that way you have a bigger production and then you can get the the pop you need to try to draw more you got to draw adult males because that's where AEW is going to kill wwe is with adult males that's what made uh nwo and wcw hot because adult dudes young and older was watching it. Exactly. I think that's a great idea, Mark. That's a great idea. And do what they used to do for Sunday Night Heat and all those other shows, like superstars. And that just that full sale environment, it feels like a college, like a small college campus, house show atmosphere. And AEW selling out freaking hockey arenas and basketball arenas. I mean, you got to have that, that vibe. You got to have that, you know, the crowd is live. It's a new city each week. So they're excited to be there. It's just AEW seems like it's fun to be in that crowd. Like the crowd, I want to fall asleep. 
sleep. The crowd is live at NXT, but it's a smaller crowd, so it looks very minor leagueish. You know what I mean? So it feels minor leagueish. There's no pyro. There's no, you know, it just the it's just it's missing. It's it's missing size, and it needs more of the little things that turn into the big things when it comes to TV and production. Yeah. So I would I would I would take it off Wednesday nights, and I would put it. You know, I would tape it before SmackDown, and then have it put it on USA, you know, whatever night they want to put it on USA. That's not Wednesday night, because if this is a trend, I like, I'm going to continue long as the AEW continues this trend and they keep me coming back for more because I love Moxley. It's a big match coming up this week between Moxley and Pac. So that's going to be a good match. Hopefully that'll bring in uh, some ratings for them. But, uh, before we uh, get up out of here, bro, uh, I want to bring up uh, this whole uh, uh, WWE draft because it sounds like, again, this is uh, bogus. Like, this whole draft is just to try to draw in uh, people for ratings, and they're not sticking to their word with, you know, with the brand split. So what do you say about this whole bogus draft, which it seems like that's what it is? I think you're right. I was not a fan of the draft. I thought it was nothing really changed. Like there was nothing really exciting about it. You know, you know, Charlotte. Maybe the best thing that happened was Charlotte coming over to Raw. You know, that was good. Um, but overall, not, like a lot of the big names just stayed on their brands that they were already on. You didn't really see a lot of the big names go over. I mean. I don't know. You're right. I think that that draft, it was, it was for one thing and one thing only, to keep the ratings up on week two of SmackDown or week three of SmackDown to mirror the the uh, debut ratings. It was all about ratings, but nothing really happened there that changed a lot. I mean, they really, it just seemed like they're marketing the kids that they hopefully will forget about what the, the, the things that they're promoting because they have Bray Wyatt. Uh, the Fiend drafted to SmackDown, but he's still being promoted on Raw. I, I don't get it. I don't know what they're doing. It's a joke. I don't know why they continue to do this if the uh, if the wrestlers aren't exclusive to a particular brand. It's just dumb. It's a waste of time. Part of what Vince McMahon, was, I thought all he should have done was keep SmackDown and Raw separate as if they're two different wrestling promotions. Like, not even... They, they don't have anything to do with the other, and only once in a while will you have, you know, someone from the other brand kind of invade and think, you know, that kind of angle. Right before, but yeah, right before. Good. Really, what's the point of having a draft? Because they're, they're, they're all bouncing back and forth anyway. Yeah, make it exciting. Have them come in, have them uh, come in, like, before WrestleMania, before SummerSlam, before Survivor Series, but for the rest of the year, don't cross-brand these wrestlers. I don't want to see wrestlers on both shows. If you if you have if you have Seth Rollins on Raw and Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, then make it where they never see each other until WrestleMania or one of the really in one of the top four pay per views, and then it's exciting. It, make dream matches out of that scenario where they there's no storylines, they never see each other, they're not in the same cities or locker rooms. But then when it comes down to WrestleMania, you have you know them going you know interleague type play, cross promotions type territory type you know like the old days but they, i don't know man there's a lot of problems right now inside wwe from creative and that's just just what it is and i hate to say it but maybe until the old man isn't in the picture anymore it's just gonna be like that i hope i hope that's not the you know i hope that's not the case 
when it comes to WWE because I, I've been telling you, I've been, I, I've been, I haven't boycotted it. I still watch it. Yeah, I still watch I, it. But you know, before you know all this excitement about you know the brands and the draft and you know this and that before all this marketing and promotion been going on, I wasn't watching it live, bro. Like I would watch it days later, and it would probably take me two to three days to watch one episode. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at now. Like now I'll go. Now I'll be at the point where I haven't watched Raw or SmackDown. I've already watched Dynamite, and I have Raw and SmackDown sitting there in my Hulu, my stuff, things to watch, and it's almost time for the, a new episode of Raw, and I have to catch up really quick so I don't get behind. So that, that doesn't sound like somebody who's excited for a new episode. I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. I got to finish uh, Raw, and I haven't started SmackDown, and, of course, I watch AEW Live. Well, bro, man. It was a good show, man. Uh, I was glad you was able to uh, join today. Shout out to the freaking Puerto Rican, Randy, the fire stick guy for joining us as well. And uh, before we get out of here, if you want to follow the show, make sure you follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. It's Tough as Balls, T-O-U-G-H-A-S-B-A-L-L-S. And if you want to get at the show, make sure you email the show at toughestballs at gmail.com. Toughestballs at gmail.com. And make sure you follow and you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If that's TuneIn Radio, if it's Spotify, or if it's on your Apple iPhone, make sure you download, subscribe, like, and comment. Interact with us. We need to hear from you. Jay, I'm glad you're able to come through, brother. Hope you're able to come through next next episode. This has been episode 17 of Tough as Balls, and we will get see you and talk to you on the next one. Peace. Continuing this journey through that open door. There've been times that I wanted to give up on this. Pro off the dribble, now I'm feeling like I cannot miss. Never thought I'd be here, but of course they all were wrong. It was all the doubt that put me where I do belong. When you burn it up inside, cause your heart filled with pride. And you can't let it slide, turn it up and let the fire ignite, ignite, ignite. Let the fire ignite, 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 ignite. If you're fed up with the pain, for your mic, go insane. Speak your